Hello and welcome to Pairing, a podcast where we pair wine with art and pop culture. I am your host, Emma Sherjarko, and in this episode, I got my best friend in the whole wide world, Emma Cohen, to come back on Pairing and talk about one of our favorite shows, Schitt's Creek. So in this episode, I am definitely guilty of doing the have my friend on my podcast and just talk about the things we like thing, but I wanted to do a feel-good episode about a feel-good show, and so I hope you get some joy from our joy. And there's also some wine stuff in here, for sure. There are a lot of spoilers and plenty of laughter in this one, so if you haven't seen Schitt's Creek, you may want to sit this one out. Thank you so much to our newest patron, Dia, and to all of our patrons, and especially our producer-level patrons. Emma Cohen, Rena Sarame, Zoo Yorker, Caitlin Van Horn, and Michael Beck, all of whom I would take with me to Herb Ertlinger's Fruit Winery. If you would like to join these fabulous folks, come check us out at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can get access to all sorts of extras for as little as $1 a month. Without further ado, here is episode 84, Shits Creek with Emma Cohen. Okay, I am so excited to welcome back to pairing for the second time, the one and only, my best friend from forever, Emma Cohen. Hello. I'm very happy to be back. (laughs) I'm going to say your name again because I somehow stumbled on the word Emma. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) Emma Cohen. (laughs) Checks out. Checks out. Checks out. Naturally, naturally. Um, And Emma, today I forced you, I coerced you into recording with me again um, because I really wanted to talk about Schitt's Creek. And I know that it's one of your favorite shows and we've talked about it a bunch. And it just feels like a a good, like, feel-good show. And I don't know about everybody else, but I've been needing, like, feel-good vibes recently as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I uh, didn't take a lot of coercing to get me to want to talk about yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched it, like, maybe three times uh, over quarantine. <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I discovered it. So, so uh, listeners, a little background. Um, I started watching it sometime last summer or something, I think. And I watched the first episode, and I hated it. And I was like... I don't understand why everybody likes this show. And I think I posted about it on Facebook and you commented and you were like, stick with it. It gets so good. It's my favorite show. And I was like, okay, well, if it's Emma's favorite show, then obviously (laughs) it's got to be great. Um, But yeah, so uh, I think I, I, since I first watched it, I've I've probably watched the whole thing. Thing, maybe only once the whole thing, but like it's one of those shows that now I keep going back to and like have it on while I'm doing other stuff, and it's just oh like, yeah, so comforting because it's yeah. so it's like comfort soul food for like it I don't is. know it just it is makes, absolutely brings warmth and happiness and actually my I know several people who had that experience of watching the first episode and my mom yeah. was like but they're such brats and I was like well yes but <laughs> yes you yeah have to push through it that. Cha- <laughs> yes I, I feel like you kind of need the first episode to like show where they come from so that you understand like everything that happens next and how there's growth and how how it's like is a big deal that you end up loving these people yes by the end of it <laughs> but but yeah it, it starts off and it's like you know very kind of like the mayor they they figure out the mayor character better as it goes on as well but he's just yeah. like so obnoxious oh, yeah. in the first few episodes and um like like when a character is that unlikable it's not fun to watch but they end up making him more likable <laughs> They definitely do, although he was the hardest character for me as well. Definitely, definitely. He it it takes a while for him to for you to get like sympathetic towards him. Yeah, he's just such an asshole. Yeah. But anyway, and and so uh, we were just saying that Emma. I told Emma not to like prepare anything. Duh. I never <laughs> I never expect my guests to prepare anything. But um, I also didn't prepare very much, but I have some wine thoughts. Mm, yes. But my major thought is like, 
I try I was trying to come up with pairings for all the characters, or at least all the major characters. And I was like, I think the beautiful thing about this show is it's so much about how everybody grows and changes. Yes. And picking only one wine for each character doesn't feel right. So I I came up with a few different wines for each um for each character. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and we can talk about it and um and I want to you know, I want to hear all your thoughts on like your favorite characters, your favorite moments, your favorite episodes. Oh yeah, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so maybe let's start there. Um, let's start with who do you think? I mean, it's so hard, but who who are your favorite characters on the show? Well, it is really hard. It's I think if I had to pick two characters, well, I have two thoughts mm-hmm. about that. But if I had to pick two yeah. characters, yes. probably it would be Moira and David. Obviously, obviously, um, obviously. But David, <laughs> I really like the. Speaking of growth, but I really like the kind of arc yeah. that they give to his character, and Definitely. I feel like he has. Well, they all have a lot of change, but there's just some yeah. very beautiful ways that it happens for him that I just that really spoke to me, and Moira mainly just because I think Catherine O'Hara is like oh one of God. the most genius. I just she's genius. It's- it's pure genius. It's pure genius. And I it's like I pure genius. I watched a special um of course I did. Watched a special features yeah. on the show at one point. And um Dan Levy was talking about how they had to start filming just Catherine O'Hara at times because every take she doesn't plan most of it. Yeah. And she doesn't plan the voice and that every take was so funny that he would then have like so uh, so many takes to choose from with each line yeah. that she delivered and you know so yeah. I feel like just for that performance um oh it's it's untouchable and it it really is one of those you know I feel like most of the characters on the show like kind of could be played by not anybody but like there are plenty of actors that could play Alexis. Or, sure. Like, I think, I think, uh, what's her name? A- Annie Murphy? Annie, yeah, Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. I mean, I think she's brilliant. She's perfect um, as Alexis. But, like, plenty of other actors could play that role. And, you know, uh, Dan Levy and Eugene Levy, like, they, is it Levy or Levy? Levy. Because I it's always want to say Levy because my siblings yeah. are Levy. I, I trust that you would know that because you have Levy siblings. Yeah, I googled and- <laughs> it because I, <laughs> because I was curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's Levy. Yes. Uh, okay. So that's good to know. So like they're they're perfect. They're all perfect, but like could kind of be played by anybody. Moira Rose can only be Catherine O'Hara. There's oh, yeah. no one else who could have created that character. No, 100%. And they didn't write her like that. She came up no. with, like, the thing about the wigs. She came up with the voice. She came up with yeah. everything that made that character that iconic <laughs> was all just Catherine O'Hara being like, this is what I think this character needs to do. This is what I think. I just, um, I watched the episode last night where she makes enchiladas. <laughs> that's, speaking of favorite episodes, that's... I love that episode. Fold in the cheese. But... Fold in the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> fold it in, fold David. It in. <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh good. Oh my god, it's so good. And and I think it, she really is like the magic that holds the show together throughout. Like everybody, both David and Alexis. Um, it's a toss up for me. I think between David and Alexis, whose arc I like the best. They're both they're both beautiful, but. Uh, I think that Moira is, like, the consistent element of the equation throughout. Like, even when the show's kind of shaky at the beginning, she's so funny that you just want to you just want to keep watching for her. Oh, yeah. And then it becomes more about the other characters. That's actually when people have a hard time with it at first. I uh, Usually I'm yeah. like, just pay attention to how funny Catherine O'Hara is being. And that'll yes. like, get you through the first little bit. Yes. Like... Yes. And I also, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about some wine ideas for these people, but yes. just because we've talked about most of them, I also do want to give a, a shout out to Eugene Levy, who plays Johnny, who is just like such a solid and like loving, caring, oh yeah, consistent, beautiful character. Oh yeah. And he um, and Catherine O'Hara, I mean, who like have worked together. Yeah. so much and have such good chemistry and he brings this sort of heart to his comedy where he's so funny yes. but his characters are so genuine and sweet 
And, yes. And I love that the show's like him and his kids making the show. You know, I mean, in real life. Yeah, in, in real in life, real exactly. Life. And, yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's really, it's really sweet. It's really beautiful. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. So he's kind of like the steady, you know, he's like steady yeah. and and not quite as an eccentric, like wild performance as Catherine O'Hara, but so much heart. And yeah, so funny. And- so funny. Oh my god. So I'll I, I'll start with him because I kind of like my my idea for him, <laughs> which is that I think he likes like really oaky Chardonnay. Um <laughs> I think that Johnny Rose would secretly this is what at what we uh fondly refer to as cougar juice um, oh, yeah. on on the show because that's typically the drink of women of a certain age. Um <laughs> uh, their preference um that's obviously a uh oversimplification but um but, but i feel like johnny could be a little bit of a cougar juice kind of guy yeah totally <laughs> like secretly like he wouldn't want to admit it but he's definitely like like a chardonnay pinot noir like nothing too fancy but like some of the best wines in the world are made from Chardonnay and made from Pinot Noir. Yeah. And so I feel like he he kind of, he probably likes to drink the cheaper stuff. Um, or not the cheaper stuff, but he likes things of a certain a certain style. Yeah. But those those wines, I feel like, uh, are are really good for him because he's so good. He's just such a, such a good dude. <laughs> I like that choice. Yeah. We'll see. If we have other thoughts, we'll, we'll come up with it as we go. I was trying to think of what to come up for Moira, and it's so hard because she's so she's so out there. She's incredible. She's unique. There's nothing like her. And the the best thing that I came up with is that there's a type of sparkling wine called Petnat or Petillant Natural. So fancy, but it's basically like a a, a natural sparkling wine where um, I hope I get this right. Um, so most sparkling wine undergoes two fermentations. There's the first barrel fermentation and then a and then a secondary fermentation within the bottle itself, which is what gives it the bubbles. For pet gnats, they only undergo one fermentation just in the bottle. So and but it gives but it's still sparkling. I don't mm. know how that how that works, but it it yields a kind of fun, funky, weird, but delicious and unique kind of um, kind of wine. So um, that's that's one thought that I have for Moira. That sounds like a good a good choice. Yeah, I, I also think she might enjoy a petalant natural. Mm, yes, or natural for David. Obviously, he's got to be a rosé. Yes, because he uh, he gives that beautiful speech one of my favorite speeches about about his sexuality and in, in relation to wine i love that speech it's i love that speech it's it's really it's really sweet and um and i feel like but i feel like he he's a total rosé drinker oh yeah um, because i am too and specifically italian rosé because he's always wearing designer clothes and yes. so he needs his like designer italian wines to go with his designer italian clothes yes i think um, I have a couple other thoughts for him too, but we'll we'll get there. Um, and Alexis is the one that I have the hardest time with. Like I feel like she starts off like like a like a Sauvignon Blanc or something, <laughs> which is like just a nice like easy drinking white wine. That's I could totally see her like ordering a Sauv Blanc at the bar somewhere. <laughs> like totally. that's her. That's just her her drink of choice. Like she goes for a Sancerre because she knows the she knows the name for it. Yeah. You know, knows that it's a fancy wine, but it is it is still delicious and um and really good. But I feel like she grows from there, and I'm we'll 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 keep talking and see see where uh, she ends up. Yes, yes, and then and then the other really i mean there's a bunch of other main characters but stevie is probably the other yeah. biggest character like outside of the rose family yeah for sure uh, um and i love stevie i relate to stevie a lot um <laughs> <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah just kind of feeling like you know 
I feel like every millennial can probably relate to Stevie a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, but I also feel like she is a very you character. Yeah, she's definitely, like, if I were to play a character on Schitt's Creek, I would be, be Stevie. playing Stevie. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not quite as surly and sardonic as she is. No, but. But, um, but that is definitely my type. Yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. I thought that even as I was watching it, like, before. Now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. The Emma character. <laughs> yeah, that's the Emma character. <laughs> and and ooh, that's a good question. What character do you think you would play? That is a good question. I think you'd either be uh I don't want you to take this the wrong way because she is one of my favorite characters. Um I, but I could see you as Jocelyn mm. or or Alexis. You know what's really funny is that I was sort of in my brain. I hadn't thought about Jocelyn, but I could totally see that. <laughs> I sort of was like I feel like I'm Sort of like would be Alexis or maybe Ted. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes, <laughs> that is one hundred percent your your character. Like, I, might, I might be Ted. <laughs> You're definitely Ted. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I take it back. I take it back. You're, um, I like Jocelyn for you too because you're you're like one of those people who's always taking care of people, and every time like Moira and Johnny talk to Jocelyn, she's like, "Well, I haven't slept in three days," yeah. and like, <laughs> no, I can totally see sure. that too. Actually, yeah, like for sure. I think yeah. Ted was the by like the first one that came to my brain, and I was, maybe just because he's like a little dorky. <laughs> yes, he's a little he's a little dorky, but he's super sweet. Yes, and um and loving, and um I love that. I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Don't think I'd look as good as Ted on a motorcycle, but you know. Uh, oh, I think you'd look great on a motorcycle. <laughs> Not saying that Ted doesn't look good on a motorcycle. No. I, I love Ted. I, I also love Ted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How can you not? No, he's, he's so, so lovable. He's so lovable. I, I mean, and he starts like to go to the Galapagos Islands and do what he does for a living. Well, I'll tell you what. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think career-wise, you're a little different. But yeah. um, that's the one, the one thing that makes me really sad I think we can have spoilers. It, this show won like five million Emmys. It so did. if you if you haven't seen Shit's Creek yet, that's on you. Yeah, and um, so spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler spoiler alert. There will be a spoiler alert. But uh, that it is really sad when it doesn't work out with Ted and Alexis. I know. It's the one thing that like really breaks my heart. I know. Me too. But, but also, like, it's kind of beautiful because sometimes that happens. Like, you can love someone, but just not be in the right place to be together. And that sucks. But, um, well, and it was sort of the most growth. It was like they both wanted the other person's growth more yes. than to selfish, like, more than to be together. They wanted the other person to get to do the thing that was right for them, which is actually very loving. So exactly. it was like such a loving way to end it, but it was heartbreaking. Yeah. And I like I understood know. why they were doing it, but I was like, no, no, <laughs> I get it, but no, <laughs> I know because you've been on such a such a roller coaster with the two of them. I know uh, the whole time because I I watched a couple episodes from the first season recently, and I was like, oh yeah, they make Ted out to be like a total dweeb in the first season. Like it makes sense, and I like forgot about Mutt. But he's he's there. Yeah. Which sidebar. Um, I don't know if you know this, but that actor. Um, I don't know if this is why he left the show or if they planned it this way. But um, he. Have you seen the show Winona Earp? No. Um. Well, he plays Doc Holliday on Winona Earp, which oh. has been on for a long time. I've only seen the first season of it, but apparently it's been on for like five seasons. Wow. Um. It's a very silly, very fun show. Well, I will have to watch him on that show. Magic, magic gunslinging. Out, out in the wild west. Okay, um, yeah. I could, I could be into that show. <laughs> and he's like an immortal Doc Holiday. It's a, uh, yeah, it's very, very weird. But that was that was a weird connection for me because when I was first watching Shit's Creek, I was like, that actor looks really familiar. What have I seen him in? And then I looked it up, and that's what I had that's seen where. him in. That's where. Thanks, IMDb. <laughs> um, but let's see. Okay, yeah. What? So, what's a good wine for Ted? Ooh. Oh, he's got to be something like sweet. Yeah. 
I could see him being like, um, I actually, I actually just had this wine the other day, and I think this would be a good one for Ted. Um, it's a Chenin Blanc Viognier blend, um, and and it's still dry, but it has just like a hint of sweetness to it, mm. and it has all this um, stone fruit, like peach flavors and stuff like that to it, but still has some nice acidity to it. Um, so it's nice and refreshing. I think that would be. I think that would be a good one for Ted. That sounds like the a pine, good Ted wine. The Pine Ridge Chenin Blanc Viognier blend. I think that's, I, I feel good about that. Okay. Also, Chenin Blanc is just one of my favorite grapes ever. Everybody, everybody should drink more Chenin Blanc. And, oh, and I was thinking for Stevie, at least to start, she's got to be Syrah because Syrah is like a super dark, earthy, tannic. Yeah. Kind of grape. And she's like so dark and edgy. For sure. To start with. But yeah, speaking of speaking of favorite moments, the the moment in one of the last episodes when when she does um, the song from Cabaret. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She gives me chills. Like, I love that. I love that. scene. That's a really nice moment. It's a really nice moment. And, And girls got pipes that she does i like i like the conceit that stevie like has never performed ever like does is not a singer and then she comes out and she sings like that i'm like okay (laughs) Okay. Uh (laughs) uh-huh sure (laughs) that's how theater works Um, yes (laughs) it's also really fun to watch this show as a performer i think like you just appreciate all the Moira Rose ridiculousness. Oh yeah, and it's and, a comedy. Oh my god, it's so good. It's untouchable. I agree. So I'm sorry. I feel like I've been I've been just talking all over you. But I talked about some of my favorite moments. Um, but what are some of some more of your favorite moments from the show? Oh man, there's so many. Well, speaking of beautiful performances, one of my favorite moments, yes. even though I actually like for someone who's a little bit of a maybe, I don't know, sappy person or whatever in real life. I would I would say that's fair to yeah. call you a sappy person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I cry really easily at it. Everything um, yep. <laughs> that I've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I actually could sometimes find romantic, sappy moments in shows really un- like awkward. I don't know why. Yes. So, yeah. But one of my all-time favorite, um, just performing moments in the show, and just moments in the show, is when Patrick does that open mic night, and David yes. is like so embarrassed and so afraid that Patrick yes. is not going to be good, and then and I'm having a total brain fart about the actor's name that I actually know because I follow him on Instagram who plays Patrick. The actor who plays um, Patrick. Yeah. And um, oh, I'm just having a total brain fart. But he, yeah. I mean, that's like what he does. And he has such this beautiful, beautiful singing voice. And yeah. just the, there's something about like his face that's just so endearing and so genuine and just that moment when he sings to David and David gets like the clamped for lack of a better word. Yes. Um, um Noah Reed. Noah Reed. Oh yeah. See I knew that. I knew it. I know. No, I thought that I, I thought that that moment was so beautiful too. I loved that moment. Um and just getting to hear him sing. Like yeah. I could just oh, listen yeah. to him sing forever. Um definitely I wanted to see more of him as the MC in uh, in Cabaret. I know, I know. I maybe maybe they'll release the full Shit's Creek version of Cabaret at some point. <laughs> oh my god, that's my <laughs> that would dream. be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. And um, oh, what are other favorite moments? Oh, I feel like Moira. Well, I mean, there's so many Moira. Moments, I mean, there's how can you pick one? Moira in the Crow movie. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> The crows have eyes. <laughs> the crows have eyes. I I do have some wine pairings for the crows have eyes. Oh, I believe that. <laughs> well, there's there's a whole wine company called the Corviday Wine Company. Corviday being the family of birds that like crows, ravens, oh. rooks belong to. So yes, um, there's they they make several several wines, um. One that I really like. They come out of Washington. There's the Rook Merlot. I think it might be a blend now. But um, I think the Rook Merlot would be great to watch, uh, to drink while you watch The Crows Have Eyes. Oh, yes. Um, The Lenore Syrah. 
um, which Stevie would totally drink oh, yes. while watching while the crows watching have the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're really good wines. I I can't get them here in New Mexico, and that really bums me out. Oh. Um, but I highly I highly recommend them. But yes, the crows have eyes. The crows have eyes. So inspired, so weird, so so, so good, weird. so good. And she also has. <laughs> The and actually speaking of wines, yes, <laughs> when she does that weird commercial for those yes. fruit wines. I watched that. I watched that one last night too. Herb Ertlinger's fruit Herb wine. Er- yeah, Herb Ertlinger. <laughs> but she can't. She can't remember his name or his <laughs> name. <laughs> no one so that good. whole clip of her getting his name wrong over yeah. and over again. It's so good. Oh God, I feel I feel bad for Herb Ertlinger and his fruit wine. Which oh. And ADD moment. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> you're good. Of favorite moments, but also I would be remiss to not talk about my favorite moment of a little bit Alexis. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's, I can't even not laugh thinking about it. I know. <laughs> that's a, that's a really that's a comedy genius moment right it there. is it is a comedy genius moment and i think that's also the moment where like it really solidifies how brilliant annie murphy is like oh yeah <laughs> and i think that annie murphy and her husband wrote it oh my god i love that so much <laughs> i could be wrong you can fact check me on that but i will like, we'll fact sure. check it or not <laughs> or let's just pretend let's right. just believe let's just believe that well i said it out loud um, on a podcast, so that means yeah. it's real, like Wikipedia. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> People will Google that information, and this this episode will pop up, and they'll be like, Emma Cohen says. Yeah. That- <laughs> and what Emma Cohen says, because goes. So. <laughs> yes, it's it's the truth. It was on a podcast. I heard it somewhere. Um, yeah. Um, so. Um, I'm pretty sure it's true. Pretty sure it's true. But but yeah, I uh, it's so funny. It's so good, uh, and to be able to do that, like to commit to that with a straight face, it's just... I mean, for <laughs> real though. Yeah. I wonder how many takes they had to do of that. I wonder, because <laughs> like to watch it with a straight face too. Unbelievable! Unbelievable. Um, one of my other favorite moments or episodes, kind of. The combination of the two is um, Patrick's coming out episode. I thought yes. that that one, it, it made me cry. I mean. Oh, me too. And I thought it was really well handled and and beautifully written and just. Just so beautifully written. Ugh, just makes me. It Let's, really, oh my God, yeah. It really, that episode was just so poignant. They just did everything yeah. right on that show. Yeah, it's really, really true. Like, it hits all the right notes. Like, there's a couple cringy moments, um, like, after after the first couple episodes where you have to just, where it's all kind of cringy. Yeah. <laughs> after that, um, there's a few a few cringy moments, but, but other than that, I feel like it's just always, like, pitch perfect. Oh, yeah, I agree. And I liked that, I don't know if you've watched any of these... <laughs> It's just outing me as how uh, uh, obsessed with the show I am. But oh, I've watched a lot of interviews with Dan Levy about it. But that there, when he was conceptualizing it, it was like there's so many shows where people like their sex, you know, sexuality or gender identity or whatever is like it's there, but it's a thing, you know. And it's right, a thing it's they like have their whole identity. It's their yeah. whole identity, or like people have an issue with it, or there's some kind of whatever. And that he was like, yeah. I just really wanted to create a world where the homophobia didn't exist. Yeah, like where everyone was just fine. And yeah. it wasn't like a thing. It was just okay. Yeah, and I loved that, and I loved, no, I loved how that well too. he wrote that. And yeah, yeah, he's a heck of a good writer. I gotta oh, say, oh my god, yeah, 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 amazing, amazing. I mean, he did win like a million awards, a million, <laughs> <laughs> but not just last season. It's like people didn't hop on board on that show until the last couple seasons. And all of a sudden, once everyone was like, wait, this is the best show ever. And then it won every single episode. I wonder, well, I wonder when it got put on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was just in, on Canadian TV for a I, minute. I think so. I think at least the first couple seasons it was just on. I could be totally wrong. But once once it got put on Netflix and people were watching it. Yeah. 
then I think it gains some traction. But sometimes that happens, you know, like they'll wait to give a show awards until the very end sometimes. But I don't know. I don't know. But I think I think a lot of people were watching it in quarantine because it was it it's just such a feel good show. And yeah, um, while still being funny and quirky and I don't know, everything. All the all the things. All the things. All the feelings. All the feelings. Oh, my God. Also, I feel like I have to mention my favorite wine joke from the show, which is champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what champagne is, but <laughs> I assume it's f- bubbly fruit wine from Herbert Langer. <laughs> I, that's what I would assume. Yeah. <laughs> it's Who champagne. Knows? Who knows? Jammy fruit. Yep. Exactly. Champagne. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Who are some of your favorite like incidental characters, like characters from the town who 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 show up but aren't necessarily like main characters in the in the show. Oh yeah. Well Twyla for sure. Oh love, she's she's yes. a little bit more of a main character. She's in it a lot. Um and she's a levy. <laughs> yeah and she's a levy, but she but she uh I think she counts as like I think she counts sort of removed from the the main core cast. Yeah. So I like Twyla for sure. Twyla for uh, sure. Oh my god! Sure. Every once in a while, she says something, and you're like, "You poor child." <laughs> <laughs> I just watched the episode where um, where Mutt is teaching Alexis to ride a bike, and <laughs> I forget oh, yeah. exactly what she says, but she's like, "One foot on the ground and one foot on the pedal, and get the hell out of here." And, yeah. then, and, and then she says something like. And don't you come back, you oh, something yeah. or other. What did she and say? And she's like, that's also something my dad said to me. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> you poor thing. You, you poor, poor thing. thing. Um, but she does that so well. She does that so well. She's so funny. Yeah. And the kooky and I love her. Yeah, I know. I think Jocelyn counts as one of the like main cast characters, but I do really yeah. love Jocelyn. I just love me too. how... <laughs> like angry she is all the time but keeps it under keeps it under wraps i really relate to jocelyn a lot of the time (laughs) and she has a very good face for when she's doing that polite angry thing yeah that that like just this very tight like "Mm, yep i don't know (laughs) yep her her very tight big smile yeah Uh Uh uh-huh she like nails i also love ray the oh ray he's so funny (laughs) he's so funny yeah <laughs> he's hilarious and ronnie i love i love ronnie. ronnie love ronnie too uh she's great there's just so much that like i could just talk about just like how much i love love the show for forever i don't have like many critical thoughts about it <laughs> Which, no me either i i would say maybe um like speaking of ronnie the the one issue i would take with it is that there's not a lot of b- black characters or characters of color on the show, but no, there's not. There's um, like two. Yeah, there's there's Ray and Ronnie. Um, yeah, which you know we've all got things to strive for. Nobody's perfect. Well, you do know you know you do notice that. Yes, it's very white. It's a very it's white. Very, it's a white show. It's a very white show, and so although Shift there's Creek, some like Jewish people who are white, but you know, yeah, we don't always get we don't always get a lot of Jewishness. <laughs> That's true. I do. I I also watched the episode where Bob is talking to Johnny. I think this happens a few times throughout the the series, but he's like, and I know that your people really like bagels, and Johnny's like, Jewish people. He's like, I can't say it. <laughs> yeah. You can say Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> I also like there's a moment when David calls himself a nice little like half-half situation with yeah. Christ being half Jewish. And yes. that, I mean, I know you and I are both half Jewish. So. Yeah, so it's nice, it's nice to relate to that too. Yes, yeah. definitely. I was like, no, I'm also a little half-half situation. <laughs> I am a little half-half situation. It's the best situation because you get Christmas and Hanukkah growing I know. up. You get all the holidays. You get all the holidays and all the presents. It's true. I I highly recommend it. I also highly recommend being a nice little (laughs) half-ass You know, if you have control over that, 
yeah, uh, <laughs> growing up in Vermont, that was a bit of a novelty that I I was, people were like, you, you celebrate Hanukkah? Yeah. Or like, uh, you eat what at Passover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do what now? Yeah, what? Which, speaking of Vermont, I mean, I know this takes place in Canada. And isn't Schitt's Creek a real town in Canada somewhere? I actually don't know. I think it is. I think I looked it up at one point, and I think it is an actual real town. Oh, I don't I know. I hope it is. I don't know if it if it's like exactly like how it's portrayed on um, on the show, but I assume that it's meant to take place in a small Canadian town. But being from New England, we're not too far away from there, and we there's definitely a certain kind of like small town feel to it that I think. Uh, oh, for sure. It I, definitely reminded me of growing up in Vermont. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I thought of. That it felt a lot of the the stuff felt very very small town accurate in yes. that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's really it's really beautiful to watch how the the characters kind of shift from being so judgmental and uncomfortable in this town to really loving it. And yeah. I think that's also beautifully written. Yeah, and I loved the choice. I loved the choice. Um, and, you know, I guess another spoiler alert about the end. But I yeah. loved the choice to have David stay. Yeah, me too. In the town and not and not want to leave in the end because he was kind of the most. I mean, they all were pretty upset to be there. But I, I feel like David in some ways was the most fish out of water because he definitely had some, and then for him to really find somewhere that felt like home. And this little home with Patrick. I and know. I just like love their that little house. Uh, I, know. I know. I love it, too. I know. There's part of me that's sad that um, Moira and Johnny and Alexis leave. Um, me, too. Ob- obviously. <laughs> I mean, we've lived in this town with them for, for five years um, or five seasons. Or, you know, for me, it was a few weeks of watching. <laughs> but <laughs> Five years over. <laughs> five years. In, I mean, it's not quite as impressive, I think, as uh, me watching 15 seasons of Supernatural in however many months I did it in uh, during quarantine. But you know what? We all I, had a long quarantine. You know, lots of TV binging, <laughs> and I don't think any of us can judge anyone else for no, definitely not, <laughs> definitely not. Because um, I'm pretty no. sure I also watched all of Supernatural in like three months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I took a break. I think I watched like the first like ten seasons or close to ten seasons in however many months that took. Probably not very many. Um, and then <laughs> and then I needed to, like, take a break for a while and then caught up on the last, like, five or six seasons and was managed managed to be caught up by the by the finale. We may or may not have a Supernatural episode coming up, so I'm going to stop talking about it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. No spoilers for your upcoming episode. <laughs> no spoilers for my, I, my, my Supernatural timeline. <laughs> But yes, but this was but this was obviously a bit of a quicker watch than that because the yeah. it, the episodes are shorter and the seasons are shorter. Yes. Um, it's a very good binge. It's a very good doable binge. Super solid binge. But then I get very sad when it's over because that's also why I'm a person. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I think I think I've only seen the finale once because because every time I get close to him, I'm like, nah, I don't want it to be over. I'll just oh, same. Yeah, I'm like, and it was. I don't like it anymore. Okay, <laughs> despite the fact, forever. <laughs> despite the fact that you get to see Moira as uh, in her Pope getup, um, <laughs> that is true, which it kind of eases the blow. <laughs> it does. It does. But it's but it's still emotional. It is. It is, and. I forget what happens with Stevie. Does she she stays right and she's, yeah she yeah. stays yeah she stays because um, she gets sad that David's gonna leave. She's part of his decision to stay. I that's think. right. That's right. Yeah, their relationship is really sweet and beautiful. So as well. sweet. Such a such a good friendship. Um, and nice to. I mean, I know a lot of shows highlight like friendships, and sometimes mm-hmm. in a realistic way, and sometimes in a little bit of like an not realistic yeah uh way i feel or like an idealized way of like definitely friendships but i liked that the two of them you know it was like up and down and it just that their friendship was also a prioritized and highlighted relationship throughout the whole thing even when he gets into a serious relationship with with someone else and yes like, all of those things that i 
really liked that because that felt very kind of true. Yeah. Yeah. It feels very, it feels like a, because they've got ups and downs. Like they're never, they're not always on the same page. There's yeah. a little bit of a romantic aspect to it at a certain point. Yeah. Um, and then, and then literally, uh, 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 Hey, Emma from the future here, because I was so frustrated with my past self that I couldn't remember the term thruple, which is obviously what I was searching for here. Just had to get that in there. Third wheel kind of kind of yeah. thing that goes on. I love that guy too, the the guy who's dating both of them and Oh yeah. and doesn't tell them. I mean, he's such a jerk, but <laughs> but kind of funny. Yeah, but re- just like really <laughs> funny, like how he just like makes out with both of them in front of each other. <laughs> yeah, and they're both like, uh, they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good, so good. Um, but I do think, yeah, their friendship is one of the because they're both people who are just kind of a little bit lost, a little bit have never have never really had like a solid friendship you you get the sense yeah um and that and that they find each other it's really it's really important and beautiful it is important i say to you my best friend who i say to you luckily we've we've known each other for a long time (laughs) a very long time now Uh, yeah it's it's a little scary it's a little scary i know (laughs) we're getting old (laughs) yeah we're getting old It's okay. But it's all been almost a 30-year friendship at this point. I know. Actually. That's crazy. I know. I know. Most people are not so lucky. Um, but uh I think I think David and Stevie have a I mean, obviously not as good as our friendship, but No, cl- but you know close. Yeah. <laughs> so few people can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're just special. So. We are special. <laughs> um one and speaking of that, one wine that I feel like I thought of for both David and Stevie is Riesling um, mm. because Riesling can have a little bit of sweetness to it, but it's, but it's real defining quality is like, it's super sharp acidity and mm. they're both like such sharp people that can be softened by a little sweetness from time to time. Oh and, yeah. And so I like that. I like that um, for their friendship. I like that. That feels, that feels like, very accurate. Well, good. Good. I'm trying to think what else to do for Alexis. I feel like, I know I mentioned Shannon Blanc for Ted already, but I feel like Shannon Blanc is another good one for Alexis. Or at least Alexis at the end. Um, yeah. Because it's also one that can have a little bit of sweetness to it, but it's a little bit like richer fruit than Riesling. Riesling's more like green apple a little citrus like bright kind of sour fruit sometimes shannon blanc tends to be more like stone fruit like peach and mango apricot i'm i'm making stuff up now but um (laughs) it's not necessarily untrue though but it has that like really razor sharp acidity as well so i feel like i feel like alexis going from a sauvignon blanc to a shannon blanc feels kind of right to me yeah Though nothing, not, I mean, not, truly nothing against Sauvignon Blanc. I love Sauvignon Blanc. She she can go from a, a certain kind of Sauvignon Blanc to another kind of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. She, and I think that she, well, maybe I said this about David too, having a lot of growth, but maybe within the town. But I actually think Alexis has maybe the most growth of like any of the characters. I think she does. Um, because David, he kind of comes to terms with how to, interact with other people it feels like she comes to terms with herself um or or realizes a lot about herself that yeah and i I, so i think that's sort of the difference between the two of them if i had to like no for sure like how he interfaces with the world a little bit like Mm -hmm. being himself but with her it's sort of like she sort of thinks there's this one layer of who she is and then it ends up like just so much more to yeah like discovering all these things about herself and yeah kind of being comfortable with who she is as a person and getting more vulnerable and getting less you know more selfless absolutely and, um i really like her character growth and Me i really too. i love alexis as a character i love alexis oh my god i i didn't love her at first and not that i like didn't like her but you know she's you know she's starts out as as she's supposed to like a very shallow kind of what's the word i'm looking for 
I don't know. But you know, you know what I mean. She starts off as kind of a caricature. Like a little this. frivolous. Yeah. Like- yeah. And, and and she's very much like a shallow rich girl. And yeah. you and you can tell that there's more going on to her, but but she doesn't really explore that until you know, as things go forward. Um bit by bit. And I like I like that you know, she goes back to school, she gets a degree, you know, she she kind of goes on this goes on this journey. And, and she pushes herself. And then she like bumps into friends from before and realizes she's really outgrown them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Like, I love that friend. Oh my god, that friend's funny. Whoever <laughs> that one episode that woman was in, she did a very good job. She at was being great. That character. The only other thing I've seen her in, I think this is the same actress. Um, she plays May in New Girl, so she's Coach's girlfriend and the oh. woman that he ends up getting up with, getting getting together with. Oh my god, I knew she looked familiar, and I couldn't yeah. place her. I'm pretty sure that's her. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. D- very different part, but oh my god, very she's different so, part. She's so funny. Maybe I didn't recognize her. Oh my god, that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I could but be wrong. I'll fact check that. She's funny. Yeah, um, that, we. I gotta know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Hey, so I did fact check this, and I was right. The actor who plays May in New Girl and Claire, Alexis's friend in Shit's Creek, is Megan Rath. But yeah, she's so funny. And so many, so many of just like the incidental characters that just like show up are are so good. Oh, for sure. I just feel like there's such a well-written and well-cast show. Just like such good casting. Yeah. Such good casting. It, it feels like and, you know, maybe this isn't the case, but it feels like this is one of those shows, those like sets to be on that was probably just like really fun all the oh, time. Yeah. And sure. Everybody seems to get along really well. I mean, obviously, a bunch of the levies are there. So it's literally yeah. a family show. So it's um, but that's the sense I get from it. Oh, me too. Because everyone just looks. Yeah, that's how it seemed. And yeah. I thought of like, well, we we're talking about the incidental characters because I don't think we've brought her up yet. And I'm like, having another brain fart about uh-huh. the character's name, which is ridiculous. But the woman who owns the shop, the blouse barn. Oh, lady. yes. Oh, God. What's her oh, name? Oh, my God. Mm, what, Emma? Oh. I mean, not you, Emma. Me, Emma. Um. <laughs> Wait, I was just, I was just thinking about her. What the is blouse barn? <laughs> I love the blouse barn. I love the blouse barn. <laughs> Wendy. Wendy. Right? Yes. Yes. From the yeah. blouse barn. Yeah, she's so funny. She's so funny. She's hilarious. I don't know who that actress is or what else Me she's either. been in, but she's, I don't think I've seen her in anything else. But, but she, she is hilarious. It. Yeah, <laughs> she was so funny. I know, I know, so good. And she's definitely uh, a cougar juice drinker. A, oh, a, she's definitely a cougar <laughs> juice drinker. <laughs> She and she and Johnny can <laughs> she and Johnny can share a bottle of cougar juice. Yes. And I do want to say the since we mentioned at the beginning how we don't love Roland or or at least not at the beginning, he does get some very sweet moments as the show goes on. Yes, and he I, does. And I also really like that character or or I'm sorry, I really like that actor. Um I think Chris Elliott is his yeah, name. Yeah. He's great. He's great and he's been in a bunch of stuff and he's I think they just make Roland also kind of gross at first in a way. They that, do. That that maybe would be honestly my biggest, and it's a pretty small criticism of the show. Yeah. Is that I, it feels like Roland is a little unnecessarily gross. Yeah. He's kind of like obliviousness or being kind of a jerk. Whatever. Yeah. Some of the really like icky moments. Yes. I'm kind of like that felt a little unnecessary. Yeah, but- I agree. And then and then they back off of that as the show goes on. They do. And it's such a nice. small like quip, but you know. Oh, and Bob, that's the other one we didn't talk about who's very funny. Bob. Bob is very funny, but also like we, we were watching the the episode last night where where Johnny like is you know, using his his shop as office space yeah. and he's just like tr- coercing him into working for him and like, Bob, <laughs> that's not cool." No. <laughs> But he get, he gets just like funny f- as the as the show goes on. Yeah, and I think the actor does a good job with that role. So it- definitely. And what's his what's his wife name? I mean, I know we don't see her very much. But, oh yeah. Um, but she but she leaves him. 
She leaves him. Yeah. I forget. I forget too. Clearly I'm due for like a fourth rewatch of this. <laughs> obviously, obviously. Not remembering it's been... Bob's wife's name. Gwen. Gwen. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. And yeah, but it's like very sad because you never see her, but you just like keep hearing like little things from Bob as the show goes on about, about how she's eventually leaving him. <laughs> oh my sad. God, I know. It's so sad. It's very sad. Poor Bob. Poor Bob. I think we've talked about most of the main characters or all the main characters and most of the like side incidental characters that's also i mean i just love kind of like an ensemble show oh yeah and it's and it's such a such a solid ensemble between the core the core group and all the incidental oh characters. yeah such a solid solid ensemble and um and i know we've talked about this but sometimes you know when there's like a core group and then you add or subtract to it it like messes with the the balance and the chemistry yeah but um, but I think it was such a good choice for A, A to bring Ted back because he kind of isn't part of the of the show very much for a little while. Yeah. And bringing him back is so good. Um, and then introducing Patrick is like makes the show complete. Absolutely. Yeah. It did not do that. It was like those were really good choices. Yeah. And Patrick was such a good addition. Yeah. Oh, I should come up with a with a pairing for Patrick. Let's see. He's got such a good voice. He's so sweet. I feel like he could either be like a Grenache, which is a a red wine that can be very like light and smooth um, mm. and kind of nice fruit to it, not super tannic. Mm-hmm. Or he could be like a really good white wine. I'm trying to think. I feel like I've done a lot of white wine pairings on this one, which I love. Um, Because I'm usually a little more red wine heavy. He could also be, he could be like a French rosé to to David's Italian rosé. Oh, yeah. I think, I think I like that. I like that for now. I like that too. Yeah. Maybe made from Grenache because often Mm. Grenache is uh, used in. So you tied that together. See how I did that? I planned it. I planned it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Watching the the pairing in real time. But yeah, I mean, just the relationships, the story arcs, the character arcs, the growth, the crows. It's the crows. It's, <laughs> like what's so beautiful about it is that is that it's 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 really just like such a beautiful like small town family show. And then every once in a while, you get something fucking weird, like yep. the crows have like eyes. Like the crows have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Moira and Johnny. David and Patrick, Alexis and Ted, they're all, and Stevie and David's friendship, like, they're all, and even Jocelyn and Roland's relationship is beautiful in its own way once you get past, like, his... Yeah, I mean, they like, really his, have a lovely relationship. They do. It's it's weird. I don't quite get it, but... Nope. But it works. But it works for them. It works. And they seem very happy <laughs> together. So. And I love that for them. Yes, I love that for them also. <laughs> we we have developed many Schitt's Creek idioms into our everyday speak. Um, oh, yes. As I'm, I'm sure you, you have. But oh, yes. Love that for you. And yeah. I'm, doing, I'm doing the Alexis hands as I do love that. Love that for you. Love that for you. And you, David. Or just... You sometimes. Ew. And yeah. our... <laughs> One of my favorite moments in the show, I forget what it is exactly, but <laughs> it's like Johnny's missing a button on his jacket and Alexis, Alexis goes, oh my God, ew. <laughs> <laughs> and I just lost it. I just lost it. <laughs> oh my God, ew. I remember they were talking again in one of the specials that i watched about casting annie murphy yeah and they were like alexis was actually so hard to cast because because the character has to be who she you know who she is with all the kind of shallow but she also has to be really lovable or else you just hate her yeah and so that's like the whoever was playing her had to have like this quality of both being like being both and like totally the totally kind of shallow obnoxious like rich girl whatever while also having this kind of very lovable quality. And they were like, and the kind of ew mixed with that 
totally wonderful Annie Murphy smile that she has when yeah. she like, laughs. It's, you know, that there's just something about her that so is both of them. I don't know. Yes, she's no, so exactly. Good. She's never she's never unlikable, even when she's being really unlikable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ted has um, a line about like someone who's so this and this and deeply selfish. Yeah. <laughs> also being like when she breaks up with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never met someone so beautiful and something and deeply selfish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love I love when she's trying to break up with Ted the first time and she's like, well, what if I send him? The sweetest little text message. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sweetest little text message. It's, it's not quite to the extent of Catherine O'Hara, like, characterizing Moira Rose. It's not quite as outlandish as that, but I think it's similar, like, what Annie Murphy did with Alexis. Yeah. Is totally unique. and Yes. And obviously iconic and we all like now have her voice in our heads um yeah constantly saying ew (laughs) have you seen she has a new show coming out i've seen that she has one but i i don't know much about it i don't think it's out yet but basically it's it's uh playing on the like sitcom trope of like the hot wife with the like old fat husband and like sort of like abusive relationships, I think. And so it's it's gonna be turning that trope on its head and it's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. So interesting. Yeah. It looks I'll it, definitely watch it for Annie Murphy. Yeah, me too. It looks really interesting because it's like half like sort of sitcom style and then half not is what it looks like. Well, I can't wait for that. Yeah, me too. I'm very excited. I love her journey. Um, me too. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, ugh, love them all. Love them all so much. And love also, um, we, we talked about this a little bit, but but Stevie's arc, too, I think is really beautiful also. Totally agreed. And she doesn't quite get the resolution that the other characters get, I think, at least. But you get you get the sense that, like, she's happy at the end. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all I had to to touch on. But if there's any other moments or characters or things that you wanted to mention before we before we sign off for now. I think we hit on everything I can think of right now. I think we substantially expressed our love for this show. I think we did. Yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't tell we love this show. Yes. And, um, oh, yes, uh, uh, speaking to tie it all together, um, I just wanted to mention the the episode where they go back to Herb Ertlinger's winery and (laughs) David and Moira just like, like mix the wines together (laughs) and they just get super trash. And they get trashed. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a really nice one, too. That's a really, yeah, that's a, that's. I think that's a very good kind of ending moment to Absolutely. think about. That's a that's a very funny moment in that show. And I, I guess, yeah, the one other thing to mention is that we haven't really talked about is um, the relationship between the parents and the kids, and yes, which are which are really beautiful. Both Moira and David's relationship, Johnny and David's relationship, Johnny and Alexis, and my favorite is probably Moira and Alexis because yeah. She starts off just like being such a horrible mother to I know. Alexis. I know she does. <laughs> and and ends up being okay. Yes, she she ends up being okay. At least loving. Yes. And, <laughs> if not always kind. Agreed. But yes. Uh well, until we can all meet up at Herb Ertlinger's fruit winery. Is there anything that uh I I know you're not you're not like a podcaster, but is there anything that you want the people to know to look for on the internet or elsewhere? I don't know. You can. It's okay if the answer I, is no. I don't think so. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> She's an enigma, ladies don't, and gentlemen. I'm an enigma. Yeah, yeah. It's good to be an enigma. Well, Emma, thank you for being my best friend. I can't wait to watch uh-huh. Shit's Creek together. I hopefully also can't so wait soon. Hopefully so soon. And uh and drink probably not fruit wine. I'll probably pick us up some some regular wine. I um, trust you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Nothing against fruit wine. 
if it floats your boat. Bye. Bye. Pairing was created, hosted, and produced by Emma Scherzarko, with music and audio recording by Winston Shaw and logo artwork by Darcy Zimmerman and Katie Huey. This episode was edited by Emma Scherzarko. Follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and Instagram at Pairing Podcast to keep tabs on what we're up to. And feel free to send us any thoughts, questions, requests, and pairings of your own on our website, thepairingpodcast.com, via email at pairingpodcast at gmail.com, or on any social media platform. Come check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash pairingpodcast, where you can pledge as little as $1 a month and get access to exclusive content, customized pairings from me, live streams, and more. Also, check out our merch store on our website at thepairingpodcast.com slash merch. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to Pairing, where you come for the stories and stay for the wine.